T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas. For the playmakers. Heidi Ho, Camper Joes and Jills and whatever you like to call yourselves. We like to call ourselves the playmakers. Specifically, my voice is named Lindsey Brown. Over across the glass from me is uh, Adrian Hernandez. Yes, that is me, Lindsey. Hello. The newest producer of the playmakers. So uh, we might keep you. We might I have you so. stick around for a little while. For the while. sake of me and my son, I hope so, Lindsey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I suppose your son may like that option, but actually, Adrian, you uh, you've already got some pretty good praise. Not gonna lie. Listen, I'll take you, it. No, let me tell you, you you gave me a compliment to start out the show. Let me let me change your life right here. Okay. I got a text from uh, my grandmother, Darlene. She's probably our most loyal listener. Actually, not probably. Definitely our most loyal, loyal listener. She texts me when she won't be able to listen. She lets me know ahead of time and then where she's going to be going. And I say, have a great time with your gal pals, Nana. So happy that you're getting out and about. Grandma Darlene, hello. I love you. Just want to say that. I know we just met, but I love you. Well, she said she just likes you. So you're already getting, jumping the gun a little bit there. So let's not. We got to get a little bit more but... proving ground, but that's okay. But to get a, a stamp of approval from Darlene bodes very well for you uh, because she doesn't just like anyone. She loves me the, the most and the best, although she won't admit it. But uh, Lindsey Brown is my name, and I am the bastard child of sports radio, among other things. But uh, whether I was intended to be here or not, we are here to start our second hour of the program. It's been a pretty football-intensive day so far, and understandably so. We have playoffs to talk about. We had the Raiders win and get in last night. But we haven't really talked a whole lot about like coaching changes or what's really going on outside of the teams that truly impacted the Raiders' spot and kind of the context in which that game was being played. And then we're also going to get into uh, some hockey talk as well. We do want to include that. It was a big-time week last week and obviously a very, very emotional day at the Fortress on Saturday. And I even had uh, some special moments that I've never had in the arena myself. And so there's always time to learn more things, just like Grandma Darlene says. But first, got to get to our footies of footballs. Oh, the footiest of footballs. You are terrible at your job, and that's why you've been given your walk-in papers, unless your name's Joe Judge. I mean, he got a vote of confidence like three weeks ago, and then he won on that 11-minute tri- tirade, and then I think all of us were kind of collectively saying, I think this is probably going to happen where he moves on, and, and, and their GM has, but he's still there. I think he's going to remain there, because if he would have left, he would have, or we would have been uh, alerted already. What type of blackmail information does Joe Judge have True. to maintain his coaching head 
job. I don't think it's uh, blackmail. I think it's just good old-fashioned pride because I think the New York Giants, who like to fashion themselves as one of the high-end franchises in this league, and granted, if you have the last name Rooney or Mara and then somehow merge the families then make a big-time actress in, in, in Hollywood and then also have a sister named Kate – understandable why you would expect success from the original family business. But the New York Giants have not made uh, a habit of changing out head coaches very often. They're they're one of those teams that has had guys in there for a long time. Uh, Tom Coughlin leaves, takes the GM job down in Jacksonville after his tenure finally goes sour a, a, as the head coach of the New York Giants. They bring in, bring in Ben McAdoo, um, who – on purpose, messes up Eli's starting game streak uh, and then starts him the next week. Uh, fires or fired after two seasons because it was such a debacle. And that is why Joe Judge still has this job because the Mara family will not, cannot admit to their, themselves or their fan base that they not only hired Ben McAdoo, but they did it twice. And so he'll get a third year. Just to make sure we don't fit the same criteria on the Microsoft Excel sheet. And then we'll move on with our life. Because uh, honestly, based off of what I've seen the last couple weeks, uh, specifically from Joe Judge, and then, you know, Daniel Jones is just such an exciting prospect, and Saquon Barkley can never stay healthy. And then, like, literally, who else is there? Not a whole lot to write home about. And so the Giants, I think, are, are in the worst kind of spot in terms of they're not going anywhere, but they're not really helping themselves to go anywhere either. And I, I want to, before we get into, because Joe Judge kept his job, yeah. and we got four head coaches that have been fired. Yep. Uh, Roger Sherman from The Ringer, um, super fantastic. Love him. Great person to follow on Twitter. Before we get into these firings, uh, he let off a tweet earlier today, and I just want to want to say the tweet, and it can fit so many teams and some of these teams that have fired coaches, and it's this. We spend so much time and energy debating NFL stuff, and at the end of the day, the big decisions are made by team owners who answer to nobody, have no football expertise, never have to display competence, and often inherit the teams from their parents. And when we get into these conversations coming up, you don't know who this quote, like what, who he was trying to talk about. And that's the scary part because the there's so many fit teams. a lot of puzzles. Exactly. Don't they? Mm-hmm. That's that's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, that could fit with the Giants, where you know it may be a pride thing, where they yep. see themselves as the Steelers, where we don't fire coaches. Well, there's a big difference in terms of success when you talk about the Giants and the Steelers. It breaks me to say, but it, it's that type of just it, it, crazy that he kept his job. Good for him. <laughs> the human ego so encompassing yeah. that they had to create a super one for it. And exactly. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a great quote and, and thing to keep in mind as we're going to work our way through these because there are several teams that are making big-time changes. And while it's the same result, they could be for different reasons, and they're obviously making these choices at different arcs and, and points of their rebuild, or or maybe it's it's not a rebuild process. But let's start uh, with, the, with those most near and dear to my heart. I've been talking about this for the last few weeks. Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman, head coach of the of the Minnesota Vikings and, and GM respectively, both let go today. Uh, Mike Zimmer was there for eight seasons. It's his only stint as a head coach over his career. He had spent uh, a considerable amount of time as the defensive coordinator of the Bengals before this job. He was obviously part of the Bill Parcells coaching tree uh, and and a team that was so built around the defense and so much success to be lost as they were this season and last 
Um, it's it's no question why Zimmer's on the outside looking in, uh, especially with just how many times they've had the the games in their hands. It really is about the Minnesota Vikings. They keep things close, but down the stretch they falter be by by kicking woes or by decision making, by wasting timeouts, by by play calls because we we have to promote the latest Kubiak cousin into the place. Like, uh, but. In terms of the ownership mindset, to, to loop back to your to your quote, they fit that bill quite well in terms of we bought a football team, that being the Wolf family. We are real estate people. You guys handle this. And so in many ways, I thought the Zimmer and Spielman firing was a couple of years overdue, but because the Wolves aren't the Jerry Joneses, I mean, I think we all kind of take Jerry Jones and think all owners are some type of that when I think Jerry's just in a class in of itself. And so... For them to finally make this decision had to be very hard for them because their their families are all very close. But it's the first time in a long time that they're going to have to have these conversations, these interviews. And the world has changed a lot, especially in the world of football. You just think about like eight years ago, like 2012, early. You're like, what is happening? Exactly. Everything else is completely different. And if you're a, if you're an ownership group that doesn't really know what they're talking about, you know your money. We know that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. But you don't know football. This is where you can get taken advantage of. This is where you can find the Ben McAdoo's who who are great in in presentation that can do it really well for another year. But when adversity hits, when guys start uh, pushing back a little bit, when they when they stop minding their manners as much because it's not the first two syllabus weeks of of, of classes, <laughs> you know that's where where you find out who these people truly are. And if you don't know the right places to look and for the right characteristics to look. You can add two, three, four, five years on on a two, three year rebuild real quick. And for you, you as a fan of the Vikings, are you, and you said long overdue. So this is this was a no brainer. This yeah. this had to happen. Yeah, so yeah. much talent. Now, now the defense part they can't when, stay healthy. That's one thing too. Yeah. Now, when you said about the defense, like I I didn't expect their defense to be good coming into no, this season. No, but they're they're cornerbacks who uh, Zimmer prides himself on developing. Like Xavier Rhodes left for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. You have uh, Mike Hughes, who's on Kansas City, who's yeah, filling in as a left, slot and corner, he and he gets intercepted. Exactly. He's Cypher's older... one-year deal. Yeah. You had uh, the Jeff Gladney guy who they drafted in the first o- overall, or not first overall, but in the first round. They had to they had to cut him because he got in trouble with the law. I think it was like domestic violence or something like that. I don't know. It, you 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 lost the people that you bet on that didn't turn out to be the 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 pieces that you thought, and then the most recent ones haven't worked out, and they still can't draft offensive line for crap. And Kirk Cousins is what he is, which is a, a high-maintenance game manager who can sometimes go energize or bunny on that bit and win you a couple games. But uh, Justin Jefferson deserves better. Your uh, whole your whole offensive core. Yeah. Your wide receivers and Dalvin Cook. And I hope for your sake yeah. they get this turned around. And, I mean, even Zimmer went 72 and 56 in eight years. That two doesn't years sound. away from being really bad. It's just whether or not they want to push themselves over the edge and say, you yeah. know what, Harrison Smith and, and all you guys – we're we're moving on. You guys can still be here, but we're starting the rebuild now. I don't know if that's what they're going to do, though, because as, we'll as as we've previously uh, talked about, they slow roll a lot of things. But they are not the only team uh, dealing with some brown boxes and pink slips today. Who else do we have on that deck? Oh yeah, another NFC North foe, uh, the one that they uh, faced yesterday, the Bears. The Bears. Which, in my opinion, Matt Nagy should have been fired the weeks day- ago. After they lost to Cleveland and he got Justin Fields sacked a billion times by Miles Garrett. Right. 
but workflow management might have been too disrupted to be uh, uh, to, to truly let him walk, and so he finishes out the season with uh, with the Bears four seasons. The head coach of that team, thirty four and thirty one record, only one losing season uh, this year. But, coach of the year in twenty eighteen. Yep, but uh, tied their wagon to the Mitch Trubisky pick, and obviously he's uh, more than a few months removed from his time as a Bear as the backup of the Buffalo Bills now but clearly lost this team early on the the handling of fields absolutely in that game in which he got him chased around and he basically went to the press conference after and said I didn't put him in the position to succeed I don't know what I was thinking I didn't prepare him like all right let's so just if like, you're not who who else is play it all to? out yeah yeah Be like I'll get in the car trunk for you sir it's fine I'll, I'll, I'll here are the keys rope good to go tie me up Let's go. And, and I think just like you're saying with Vikings fans, it's like this is long overdue. Yep. I mean, I think all Bears fans right now are like, good riddance. Let's get this, you know, let's get somebody Do they even know place. what a good thing is if it hit him? And, and as you say that, I'm just picturing Aaron Rodgers right now on this couch just laughing. God. Just laughing. That's the Lions, fun. the Vikings, the Bears. And here I am again, 13-3 and three with the number one seed with – one good wide receiver, and the rest of these guys that could be working at Circle K. No disrespect, <laughs> you but watch, let's just be honest. You watch. NFC East will return to its powers. Uh, there's always ups and downs, ebbs and flows. NFC North will probably be the worst division in football next year. You watch. I mean, Lions, Bears, and Vikings. Come on. Yeah. No. Dan Campbell's the second longest tenured guy. No, you're right. And and I and don't Matt wanna... LaFleur is like, what, 33 at this point? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, and we I, go to daycare up in the great north. And I don't want to change this subject, but I, okay. I do just, I need to bring this up okay. when, when you talk about, um, and we've had our discussions on Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. When you look at Matt Nagy, you could say, basically, his coaching career was tied to the Trubisky pick. Yep. Now, they took Justin Fields and they took a chance and he didn't handle that very good. But these coaching jobs, like, they, they're not, they're very, very prized so it's hard for me to look at a coach and a GM and want to stick with these quarterbacks when they are so important. They are so important. So and when who's you mess more expendable up, then, quarterbacks or the or the coaches or the GMs? In all honesty, I would have to say, and I hate to say it, it's probably coaches. You think you think they're the most expendable or the least expendable compared to quarterbacks? I think coaches are because. Trubisky might get a shot somewhere. Right. Baker will get a shot somewhere else. We don't oh, necessarily yeah. know that. We don't necessarily know that. But I just it just brought it up. I with think Matt the Nagy. initial bar for players to jump is higher, but once you do, you're good. Whereas coaches, you don't have to prove nearly as much up front, but staying power, consistency. You you have a quicker hook, but you're um more quickly led through the door, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. And Pat Shermer about to get a job right now because... Right? Speaking of the New York Giants <laughs> yeah, coaching carousel, yeah, exactly. I know how to run an offense with Case Keenum. Let me do it. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see where, where Patty Shermer and, uh, ends up. A lot of coaches, a lot of names being circulated around for these head coaching positions. Vic Fangio uh, let go as the head coach of the Broncos, another guy who's been on the hot seat for the past couple of years. Breaks my heart. Yeah. I don't know if they ever really gave him a fair shake because they just never figured out their quarterback situation in general. 
they had Teddy Bridgewater this year, and and he had some injury problems. And then Drew Locke came in. It, it's hard for anybody to succeed if you don't have consist- consistency at the most important position, even if it's bad play. At least you have something to count on. And if you go for field goals against the Chiefs when you're down by more than there's the that though, like but we'll get into that the later in the program. And about those decisions, like you said, no no quarterbacks, but. When you look at it with all these teams that have lost coaches, uh, the Broncos are kind of like a very, very... I like Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback, actually. I just I, I think you held on too long with the John Elway experiment at, at yeah. GM, and that carried over into Fangio's tenure, and then you tried to change over, and now he's getting the, the kick in the pants before... But if uh, the Broncos get one of the... Like, if they get Russell Wilson, I'm just saying they have oh, wide yeah. receivers. 100%. They got certain, like, their defense, and, they're, and I know they And they're a destination Miller. team that obviously plays with free agency and is, is towards yeah. a lot of top of lists of guys who are, are, are looking to make that step in their career. And I wouldn't be surprised if Russell Wilson was looking directly there, especially with the air, because we can air it out up there just ever so slightly. And we also have, obviously... Uh, the Raiders interim tag still on, on, on Coach Rick Rich Basaccia, and then the Jaguars are going to be looking for the replacement for Urban Meyer. But I just say give the keys to Trevor Lawrence and have him run it because he's the best leader they've seen in a hot second down there. At least it's Maurice Jones Drew. We have to mention the biggest the biggest firing. The oh most yeah, surprising. the other biggest one, the actual surprising one. Yeah, Brian Flores, Miami Dolphins. This is the the Anthony Lynn firing from last year for the Chargers, except way more surprising. If Anthony Lynn's firing was a 5 out of 10 last year on the surprise meter, this one is an 8.5 to 9. Because the Dolphins only have had him in, in his position for three years, and he's part of that Bill Belichick coaching tree, and he was really the only guy that had found success in that coaching tree in the last few seasons. But last year they got to 10 wins, but they missed the playoffs because sometimes that's the way it goes. And that also coincided with the fact that last year they picked Tua to be their, was it fifth overall? Yeah. And then started back and Ryan Fitzmagic. He gets hurt. They kind of bobble that whole quarterback uh, situation all of last year. And then underperform this season, which is really just an overreaction to last year's success. But they let him go. Uh He's the only head coach to start a season one and seven and finish with a winning record, which was this year. Yeah. What's and the deal with the Dolphins? Because I'm shocked, but you have a pretty good uh, theory. So it, it basically is just disagreements between ownership and the coach and the general manager where the GM and the owner are on one side and Brian Flores is on another uh, getting disagreements and giving your keys to a coach from the Bill Belichick tree, mm-hmm. I feel like you should know when you hire him that, yeah, they're going to want control. That's what it's they like saw It's like a money ball situation, right? Yeah, and, and it really goes with Tua and the faith that they have in Tua, which, you know, it, it's a tough situation in Miami where not only did they have a lot of injuries for the past 20 years, yeah. the Dolphins it's have never Tua, had a good— It's about Tua, but it's more about not Tua and who they want to yeah. replace him with. And also, and, and you know— the Dolphins were the prominent team whenever Deshaun Watson's name. And Every being time they are in the conversation. Up. And some people say, you know, Stephen Ross is getting older and he just wants to win mm-hmm. at all costs. It doesn't matter if he wants to blow things up. Yep. But it's just so. Owner personality matters. It, Brian Flores, you could say some things on his offensive decisions and some of the people that he's. that he's. If you, you want know, to find mistakes, you will find them. Yes. We make them every damn day. You know, maybe he didn't hire the right offensive coordinator, but I do think that, that his tool was that he made his defenses better. 
He made his defense. They're the reason why they won the games that they won. Tua was over here going. They traded half their team before last season. They traded Laramie Tunsil and like another first round pick to Houston before the Deshaun Watson stuff even broke. Like they were ready to be awful. They wanted to tank because they weren't rushing Tua in because he was recovering from his hip injury. And do you remember on the ESPN? But then Fitzmagic runs a couple of games. Oh, my God, we're actually good. But then they miss the playoffs, and then they're like, ah, we're a piece away. We're this away. We should be better. We should make the playoffs for sure this year. And it's Get not like they start. did that in the offseason and treat right. the offseason with acquisitions. Well, they didn't have – they don't have the space, and guess what? Yeah. COVID's happening, so everybody's like, we got to keep everything tight to the, mm-hmm. to the vest, and our, our belts are very, very tight to begin with. And so – it's a convergence of factors, but the result of him being on the outside of this head coaching position has a lot of people very, very surprised. I don't think he'll have any problem finding work if he wants to coach right away in the next season. Well, yeah. It's Especially like, when you have like names like Bill O'Brien and stuff being circulated. And I know like there's Bill O'Brien the coach and there's Bill O'Brien the, per- the person and stuff, but like just based off of what he has run that franchise, the, the Houston Texans, you don't think they're going to be dealing with that stuff for a few years? And, yeah. and and you can take Deshaun out of that equation. There's still a ton of extra baggage and mm-hmm. sewage to sort through. And it's like two things I want to mention very quickly. So last season or last week in the NFL, all the pregame shows are, are doing the segment on who's on the hot seat. Yeah. Not a single one. No mentioned. one. In fact, Jay Glazer specifically mentioned Brian Flores is not. And you know you probably made a bad decision when as soon as Brian Flores gets fired, everyone in NFL circles are like, oh, he's going to get a head coaching job easy ASAP, immediately. Who, uh, bigger surprise of where their feet are this morning, Brian Flores or Ben Roethlisberger? (laughs) Seriously. I'm going to go Ben Roethlisberger Mm. because I don't think he's young enough to stay up to watch that game last night. I feel like he fell asleep praying. But he's had two straight weeks of preparing for the fi- for the final whatever. Exactly. And now and it's extended. Woke up and yep. he's like, I got to play this game. I think with Brian Flores, if, if it is true and the rumors are true, where he was having issues with management, it's kind of like it's a blessing where he can go, listen, I, I proved yeah. what I could do with 100%. having people on my offense that I didn't trust or didn't believe in. This is what I did. My defense speaks for itself. We can get the offensive tools and we can make this be – an entire team. Sometimes the problem isn't you. It's the environment. Exactly. And so you have to find an environment that's tailored to you or you tailor your environment to you if you have that opportunity. That's the opportunity that's been afforded to us here on the Playmakers, just finishing up our footiest of football segment that leads off our second hour each and every day. And on the other side, we're going to take a break from the good old gridiron and talk about those posts, Forge and Iron, instead. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet. Las Vegas. All right, picture yourself here, Adrian. You're in a college dorm room. Just had dinner at the calf. Buddy's in the corner. We're having libations. We won't get into what that means, but we're just chilling. <laughs> we're playing uh, playing some chell. We're in a waiting room. Maybe the coolest chell waiting room of all time because this song is totally vibes. It's vibes. Vibe of a, of a different kind. Right. Uh, we'll leave it at that. But in this scenario, you're a college hockey player. Actually, you're, you're a college netminder. And your name is Jack LaFontaine, and you play for the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers. Seems oddly specific. You had a 4-1 to win on Friday, stopped 23 shots. Then you had 21 saves on a 63 win on Saturday. And then you get a call from the Carolina Hurricanes, who are your pro affiliate. But they've had a few of their netminders go by the wayside due to injury, due to the, to the active COVID situation regardless. And they say, Jack, leave your college team, sign with us, and start your professional career because we need you right now. Sounds kind of unbelievable. And we're going to give you $88,000 to do it today. I mean, I'm like, hell yeah, let's go! 88 grand, baby, and an opportunity to play pro hockey. But here's the thing. Hockey is a very special culture, Adrian. And Minnesota hockey, that's where I hail from. Even more special. So give me give me the inside scoop on you Minnesotians. Oh, we are so elitist. It's not even funny, and we won't even admit it to ourselves because that wouldn't be a very nice thing to do. Everyone needs to get correct playing time, and everybody deserves a shot, unless it's my kid because he needs every slap shot from the top of the circles. Otherwise, I'm going to start making some noise. Okay. Yeah. That's so, kind of, sports parents in general are always a little bit edgy. That's gotten to be at a different level in the last two, three years, and then when you get in hotbeds of, of particular skill sets or sports like Minnesota and the game of hockey, um, a lot of purists would be irked by this. Um, and understandably so. Irked by going professional. Yeah, by leaving, leaving your... your team halfway through the season because that sucks. You're, this is the starting netminder of, of the team, and they're and they're playing quite well. I mean, he won the, the goalie of the year uh award last year he's accomplished almost everything you possibly could at this level but at the end of the day this is all your college teammates your buddies your people um but at the same time if i'm his teammate i don't blame him one damn bit how could you and 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 his buddy his uh roommate actually matthew knees who also plays on on the the gopher team with him tweet out yesterday Quote, nobody more deserving than Jack. I couldn't be more proud of my roommate, and I'm so appreciative of everything he's done for Gopher Hockey. He's truly made me into a better person and player. Thank you to Jack for your contributions to Gopher Hockey. I love you with all my heart. And that struck me right in the corner because, like, 
I still have I, I would take a bullet for every single one of my college hockey teammates to this day. And I don't necessarily like all of them, but I would absolutely do it for all of them because we have been through things together. We we've had that bond and we've battled. And we're bonded for 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 lack of a better term for the rest of our lives. And that's the same type of attitude that, that Matt Nees is, is talking about. And it's odd because what's the difference between Jack making this decision and, and moving up and potentially getting time with the Carolina Hurricanes before he could have anticipated, like, dreams come true, and, like, transfer portal usage and players leaving that way? Because Bob Motzkow, who's the head head coach of, the, of this Gopher hockey program, very company line, thank you for his contributions to the program, blah, blah, blah. You could tell that he's pissed, and he has, he has a, every right to be too. Um, but – why do I feel so much more comfortable about the leaving for the pros and then less comfortable about the leaving for another program? Because at the well, end of the day, the, the you, departure's there. When you bring up the head coach, it's like, why are you so, like, looking down on these decisions? Like, yeah. this is what's what you— the, What's your true job here is to this prepare is, them for the next level not and to get them that, an education. But this is the game coaches have played education. that now this has changed where now players are like, you're not the only one who can do that. You're not going to make me commit— here right and have to spend four years or go to another school and lose one of my four years that's all i have right to try to go professional hopefully and you can just leave because someone else offered you more money like this is especially with how college athletics has gone down in the last couple years with how inconsistent it's been football we know will go on whether we like it or not but if you happen to be a woman or play a different set or play one of the the lesser popular sports like hockey, yeah, what? How consistent has your schedule been? How accessible has ice been to you practice wise? How has your development model been disrupted? I mean, it's not just about not having World Juniors tournaments scheduled for 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 the women's side of the program. Like everybody is impacted by this. I mean, I, I have so many friends that are still uh, involved with hockey at, at differing levels, but especially in the collegiate game and. I mean, Coach Matthews, who who we've had on this program several times, in enviable position being a college coach these days of just you could have a game dropout right from under you and that like there's paperwork to be done to be say you're going to show up at this rink and we're going to show up at the same rink at this time today. And there's like stamps and everything. I worked in the athletic department. um, But it, it so in a way, I don't know why I, 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 I feel a little bit more OK with how what Jack is doing, but I also don't have nearly as big of a problem as most people do about the usage of the transfer portal. Although when you do open things up, when you do make decisions like this, not everybody's going to be OK with it. Like coach isn't going to be rah, rah. Now I have to figure out my goalie situation because guess what? We brought two of you guys in here at the same time as as freshmen and the, he left to go play for the Ohio State now. You know, it's like. We weren't prepared to lose this person, but to to your point, coach, you got to be excited. You got to, and maybe he was. There's a statement that we read about, and then there's the conversation in the locker room or in the office or whatever. Um, but I, I think we'll see a few more people make this this decision, at least in the hockey world, because obviously football and basketball, it's just a completely different uh, ecosystem, and the rules aren't always the the same in each environment. But just considering how bad the COVID situation has gotten out of hand in the NHL and the Canadian cities and, and what the wrinkle that adds, they're postponing games like crazy. They're yeah. going to have such a packed schedule down the stretch. And so that's kind of like our larger conversation here as we're talking about uh, hockey. And, I mean, we haven't mentioned much about the, the game this past weekend with Marc-Andre Fleury returning. What an unbelievable performance he turned in. 
Um, I'll get more into my experience. We'll do that tomorrow of just some cool new vantage points that I've been given access to because I have to talk about this really sad story out of Connecticut and uh, Teddy Balkan, who uh, unfortunately passed away playing hockey this weekend. Um, Skate to the neck, actually. 10th grade, St. Luke's School in uh, New Canaan, Connecticut, which is actually, the I I believe, the same hometown as uh, Max Pacioretty. 67 for your Vegas Golden Knights um, was injured in a in a matchup between uh, two two private schools. Uh, I've coached in that conference or in that league down there. I, I've I've uh, spent a good amount of time out on the East Coast and obviously a lot of time in hockey rinks. And injuries are one thing. This is a completely different level. And obviously, a, a kid with his whole life in front of him. Um, a few years ago, there was a really bad bus accident up in Canada where a team got basically run into and a lot of them passed away unfortunately and so there was this social media campaign after the fact where people put their hockey sticks outside their doors to basically just be like leave the sticks out for for these players it was just um kind of a to show unity and exactly respect in our community and and then people have taken to social media to do similar things to honor Teddy uh, here uh, across the the hockey world of every single level, so many uh, different tweets and and pictures and other things being put out there by by NHL players, by Kevin Shattenkirk, who, who's from that area, Adam Henrique. The hockey world is very small, and this can happen to anyone. I've I've seen players get cut in their necks before my own oh, eyes, and boy. this is why uh, there are certain safety measures that. Canada has that we don't have here in the United States like in Canada they don't really care as much about mouth guard usage in in the youth levels but you have to wear a neck guard you have to wear a neck guard and it's because of stuff like this and I'm not trying to place blame or trying to say well if he would have been wearing that's not what we're saying here at all but it might be something that needs to be revisited because every safety precaution possible needs to be taken right you're, you're running around with skate with with knives on your feet at high rates of speed and that's why we talk about making the game clean as possible, about making some different decisions once in a while and, and deviating away from, from our more aggressive tendencies because tragedy can strike out of absolutely nowhere and, and there's n- and no uh, intention where people, like, you know, kick or, or anything. That was just a bang-bang play. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm thoughts and prayers to, to his family and, and to that community and the hockey community in general. It's it's so scary Absolutely. when you see stuff like this and obviously such a such a tragedy and such a loss of life and future. So uh, do your best, hug your people, and uh, and do everything in your power to make sure that you're you're playing safe because the world doesn't doesn't do it for you. <laughs> it's not meant to. And so uh, Am I wrong as a parent to like this just adds to my thought of like I don't want my son playing any physical sports until he is of age and his body is physically like mm-hmm. there. I'm whether sure a lot hockey, of people have that. Whether it's football, hell, mm-hmm. whether it's basketball, even baseball, like these things Just that you're letting like, your it's kid a freak walk accident. outside. The world's gonna hurt him, right? Well, no, it's but I'm world. saying, like, am I, am I, like, am I being a little no. too soft or like? No, you're being human. You're you're being empathetic towards the situation because these dangers are here, and and ultimately they're dangers every time we we turn on an ignition of a car yeah. or leave our house and and stuff. And so that's why it, it, the apprehension is is understandable, but. 
also you have to say, well, if you push them too far where they, they don't get enough of the physical activity, well, then are they integrated in their world? Are they are yeah. they up to speed socially as they can be? Are, are, are they feeling like themselves? Because that's ultimately what sports are, are, are meant to be, are, are to foster an environment where people can discover themselves, can push themselves, can make themselves better for other people. And so I, I know that's something that the hockey community loves to to prize and, and does better than most. And so it's always very sad when you hear stories like this. So uh, nothing but the best uh, in in the worst of times to, to the Balkan family and everybody involved. On the other side of the break, we're going to bring that energy level back up. Talk about the weekend pantheon of ineptitude. We got rankings to do, people. <laughs> Playmakers, only on 1140, that Las Vegas. This is straight out of the pregame, Mixie. Straight up, this remix. Mez Cuddy Monday here on the Playmakers. Lindsey Brown here. Adrian behind the board making this show sound fantastic. We have one little hiccup earlier, but that's okay. Not everything can be perfect. Not everything can be man on the moon. But this moment right here, this Ah. is perfect. Yeah, you know dude. Saying? I'm feeling it. I'm feeling good. It's the 10th of January. Uh, a month ago, I got a tattoo on the 10th. Numbers mean things to me, and I thought this show has gone pretty damn well, if you ask me. So I'm super pumped for us, my friend. I think we got good things going on for the playmakers, and uh, that's not the case for everyone, though, because there were winners, there were losers this past weekend, and to commemorate all of the fine things, we have decided to do a little ranking for all of our fine listeners here call it the weekend pantheon of ineptitude. And if you're not familiar with it, that makes sense. Cause we've never done this before, but this what, is the first first time ever. But what Adrian is going to do is he's going to present me with five different things that happened. Absolutely. Um, we're not going to do my number one to your number one, your number three to my number three. Instead, you're going to give me one of the things. And in the spirit of the game, higher or lower, the good old, uh, libation game, I'll, uh, Adjust the rankings accordingly. That makes sense. Well, let's start it with a banger. All right, let's do it. So, I present to you, Lindsay, the New Orleans Saints beating the Falcons, thinking that they've made the playoffs because at the time, the Los Angeles Rams were beating the San Francisco 49ers by 17 points. <sighs> so, the Saints not only didn't make the playoffs, mm. but they made their draft position worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's number But they one. were also very, very hyped. After they were the game also very, well. very hyped. Uh, not shocked considering Sean Payton was doing the skull clap before they won in that 2017 uh, wild card. Oh, that's right. You didn't win. We did. But then we got our asses kicked by the Eagles the next week. But regardless, the skull clap was premature and so was the celebration. Maybe it's a theme. Speaking of messing up your draft placing. Mm. I present to you the Lions losing the number one pick because they beat the Packers and their second stringers. And also, Dan Campbell with the quote, we're in the Arctic Ocean at the end of the season, but we're headed to the Caribbean. What does that even mean? Unsure. All I know is that we will be seeing more knee from one Mr. Dan Campbell. Uh, Less clothing needed in the Caribbean. Uh, and so what I'm doing here is I'm pay- which is which is more inept the the Lions losing that number one overall pick 
uh, by winning against the Packers, second stringers, or the Saints winning against the Falcons, thinking that they're in the playoffs when they're not. I think uh, the Lions. I think so as well. So, so far, they are in the absolute basement of ineptitude, at least of said pantheon. Not until the Colts come into the picture. Oh, okay. So what are you bringing up around the Colts? So, of course, the Colts, one of the biggest collapses in NFL history, losing to the Jags. Winner go home for them. If they win and they were uh, over 15 points, they thought they were going to win, 15-point favorites. Um, also, the Jacksonville Jaguar fans decided we are going to dress up as clowns, which then pushed the sponsor of the game, RoofClaim.com, to pull out of the game because they didn't want to be associated so all the fans dressed up as clowns, I should say, um, mm. and they did have some respect during the national anthem. Yes, they did take off their clown masks. This was not a, wow. a crazy show. So great, <laughs> great show of love and passion for our country yep. and football. So Colts higher or lower than the Lions debacle? Uh, Colts are definitely worse than this. So so far they are winning in our pantheon of weekend ineptitude. They might have did it for the HBO check. We'll have to right? see. And now I present to you Joe Judge, who not only, like we said earlier this hour, kept his job, um, but did something incredible from his two-yard line on second and 11, went for a quarterback sneak to gain two yards. He followed that up against the Washington football team by completely turning the defense of Washington on their heads on third and nine from their four-yard line, went for another QB sneak. Oh, my God. Gain of one. At what point of the game was this? This was like the third quarter. My God. I think they were down I, by three. It's going to be hard for me to put anybody ahead of the Colts, but this is just like, it's like you're not even trying. The back-to-back QB sneak? Yeah. It just seems like such a From cowardly the opposite call. Goal line. Just such a cow. Like, how many people have to basically say, yup, in your ears for a play to be approved to be called, right? Like, they make this out. We got to do the install of the offense, Adrian. We got to get these Bose headsets on. We got to make sure we get the get the all Microsoft of the, the battleship uh, coordinates down. All of this stuff, and it just seems so overinflated and hyper analytical. I mean, we got to feed those analytics machines with something, right? We got to be able to measure things because then at least we can control the numbers and make them do things that we want them to do. Because people don't do that. Isn't that weird? How that works? Yeah, right. What were we talking about before? With, were you talking about analytics? You're talking about. No, earlier in the conversation. Oh, we were ranking the Colts over the Joe Judge thing. Yeah. I'm going to say the the Colts by a hair. The Colts are still winning by a hair, followed by Joe Judge, followed by the Lions, followed by the Saints. Well, that's how my rankings are going. Fifth and final. We're giving it to both our Raiders and the Chargers because. Joint participation trophies. Is there anything worse? But simply put, like yesterday, it was amazing. It was. But what the hell, guys, on both sides? What the heck? It was amazing without these decisions going on. Let's kick a field goal. Despite these decisions going on. Let's kick a field goal. Might get blocked and we might not make the playoffs. Right. Let's go for it on our 18-yard line on fourth and one to give them points because we're down and we need to win this game and we might not make the playoffs. You know what? Let's keep, we got to keep the ball out of the superstar's hands, so let's make sure to give it to our super... Oh, no, our backup quarterback to run the first two plays and for one of them to be so obvious that it's not only stopped in the backfield, it's stopped within the first two strides of the ball being handed. That halfback sneak was off the first page of any Madden game you've ever played. Like, honestly, the the honor that was bestowed on the late, great John Madden, who absolutely would have 
stamp of approval that game last night. Everyone saw it. I I don't really understand the Marcus Mariota inclusion at that point or how you keep your your Derek Carr on the sideline at, at with two minutes left and you're trying to bleed down the clock and all that other stuff. But as we're talking about, I don't know if we're looking for logic or reason here. We're looking for rankings. We're looking for uh, some difference in uh, in in their awfulness. Um, ugh. I think just uh, they're towards the bottom because their decisions had the least impactful implications on their teams. So I'm going to put the Chargers decision is more questionable than the Mariota inclusion. So there's a 5A and a 5B. That's how I'm ranking them. But at the top, the featured exhibit at the pantheon of ineptitude from this weekend are the Colts losing that game down in Jacksonville. And if you don't believe us, tune into HBO Max next week. You'll see it. For 60 minutes. I'm so intrigued to figure out what their mood was the week leading up to it. Like, what mood is the conversation point? What are we talking about? How quick are we talking? How confident do our voices sound? What plays are we running? Who's there? Who's not? Because, again, you're working with the context of Carson Wentz being out the couple weeks before, losing to the Raiders, them going on a slide. Like, was everybody all hands on deck? I'm I'm assuming they were, but there's a case where you get to be too much. Yeah, and, and so, see what the heck just what happened. Yeah, it was just an all around surprise, surprise a, a, across the board, and, and so that's why the Steelers are where they are. Uh, that's why the playoffs end up to be what they are. Do you have all the playoff matchups? I don't think we've run through um, any of those. And we also haven't I mentioned don't. the fact that we have the national championship can, can, yeah, game that's coming on. Can we talk about the playoffs tomorrow? Can we let's talk about tomorrow. this national championship game right yeah, now? Yeah, let's do that now with our with our 20 seconds that we have left before. Who oh, that literally picking? as it goes. Uh, Alabama, obviously, because the, the spirit of Bear Bryant endures. Always. I don't know. The Braves won the World Series. Maybe Georgia's turning around and maybe they win a I love game. Anthony Edwards, but I don't like Bulldogs, at least that type of team. So we'll be back tomorrow to break down that entire game as well as the playoffs and other sports as well. The Playmakers, thank you to Adrian. Thank you to me and thank you to all the listeners. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Sports. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.